Hello, and welcome to the Skillshot Pincast, episode number 52. I'm Kayla. And I'm Graham. And with us today is a recurring guest. We have Michael Adcock back with us today. Hi, Michael. Hey, Kayla. Hi. Hey, Graham. Hey, Michael. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had to kind of cut you off the last time you were here because there's so many things you wanted to say. So we said, why not have you back a little later? And here you are. Yeah, and it's good timing because it's after uh, another season of the Monday Night Pinball League. Uh, the, that was the same season that uh, was going on when we had yes. you on before. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we get to do kind of a wrap up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, we said Soda Jerks won. I wasn't at the finals, but Michael was because he was playing in it and he was just kind of letting us. Like, tell me about the ACDC game you were just saying about. Yeah, so it, it came down to an ACDC game between uh, the Soda Jerks and the Slayers. And uh, Andy Burton on the Slayers put up a really high score. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I don't have the data in front of me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it was like 200 and something million at least. Um, and then, so he was playing in like the second uh, player place on the machine. And uh, then Jared came in and basically had to beat his score uh, for them to to win it and not have a tiebreaker and stuff. And he did. But yeah, it was tense. Uh, and they all played really well the whole night. I mean, like both teams played really well, especially considering the machines of the GOAT were different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it made it for an interesting final just in general because like, you know, even though we always try to pick a, a, a neutral location, yeah, um, you know, there's there's a lot of machines in town that you find across lots of different venues, right? So, I mean, everybody knows Medieval Madness and right. Attack from Mars mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? But the Goku uh, has this curated uh, collection. That's... Yeah, so there's lots of odd things at the Goat that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Yeah. And so we had to come in and practice, and you had to you had to at least, you know, study a little bit on the machines and, and try them out and stuff. Otherwise, you're going to be shooting in the dark, huh? Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Do you remember how much Jared uh, Gaddy had to come up from? Like, what did he start ball three with? Was it low? I think it was pretty low, yeah. I mean, maybe like, you know, 30 or 40 or something like that. I I don't remember exactly. Like Um, well over $150 on a ball. Yeah, it was huge. Well, and Andy did the same thing on his ball because I don't think he had, like, that wasn't something spread over three balls. I think he he pretty much blew it up on the third Mm -hmm. ball. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. Well, congratulations to all of them for sure. Absolutely. Pardon Hello, me. Keys. Hello, Keys. <laughs> um, so we were going to talk about a few things. Like we had that email from Heather Willett. You want to do that first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you were on before episode 46, Heather had sent in a question, a couple questions, actually. Actually, a whole email full yeah. of questions. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're all good ones, too. Um, so let me pick through some of this stuff. Sure. Um well, she started by saying that, uh, you know, she enjoyed the episode and stuff. Uh, well, thank you, Heather. We enjoy you listening to them. The yeah. guessing game was really a treat. Uh, <laughs> Kayla's chart reveal was a delightful moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> so so the first thing she asked was, um, can I do a pin palm reading <laughs> for anyone uh, with the data that I have? And I thought about this and... I mean, that, I'm definitely interested in doing uh, sort of personalized views of your performance over time. But I think the, the distinction here, though, is like palm readings are kind of predictions of the future, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I can do that as comfortably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
because trying to figure out trends, even in an individual player, is is tougher. I mean, you could see trends over time yeah. looking backwards, but whether that's going to continue, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that that was just kind of what I thought about that. I mean, it would be kind of neat, though, to have... Um, you know, individual views for, for people and for machines mm -hmm. and for venues and everything uh -huh. else, just so that you could like slice and dice. And I've been trying to do some of that, but it's all very hacky and experimental right yeah. now. Uh, in time, like hopefully a, I'll clean it up. But Or just have like a training metric. Like, okay, if you want to be here, I want you to hit these notes in the next three months. Like, mm -hmm. This is your regiment of where, how to get you to a certain point. Once you see those trends and they're, their palm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of <laughs> invert the idea of, of uh, the pin palm uh, reading, make mm -hmm. it more of a less predictive and more like uh, a, a, a customized guide. Yeah. Yeah. For that. yeah. Well, and even just coercive. help understand your own story, right? Like right. what you've been playing, where you've been playing, how often you've been playing, because that's actually mm -hmm. a big part of it. I think everybody that's in the league would probably agree that, you know, the more you play and the more like different machines you play at different locations, the better you get. The more I mean, you pretty much have to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so you're saying to see the future, you must look to the past first. <laughs> well, I can only look to the past. So, <laughs> that's, so that's gotta be good enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, let's see. So can a comparison value of scores to a specific machine, all locations played, be created to find out what is the score to aim for? Um, everything is relative, and how I feel about my playing is my focus. This is Heather talking. Mm -hmm. uh, but it could be helpful to find out what a good score is for a competitive level. Uh, for instance, she thinks she's good on Attack from Mars, uh, but a few billion points short. Uh, you know, that could help her adjust her playing method if, if that was born out in the data um so i've actually already started looking at stuff like this oh, really? just for uh planning for the specials mm -hmm. um because i want to see what our opponents can do and also what we can do sure on on the machines um the problem though is so far the only tools that i have kind of require me to do it per machine per player um i haven't really automated that and i could i just haven't put the effort into to do that um so yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, there's different ways to look at it, too. I mean, you know, ideally what you want is uh, some way to, to visualize or graph the, the scores. And there's a, a thing called a violin plot that I've mm. found to be kind of useful because it, it captures a lot of the um, sort of statistical metrics that you care about. Like, for instance, an average score and, a, and, and the different percentiles or whatever. So you can kind of see where the scores are clumping. Um, and if you look at across all the players like i've only really been looking at players on a team rather mm -hmm. than all the players period uh but the more data that you've got you really start to see these clumps where and actually you can also see depending on where the data came from so for instance um there's super league right now yeah. super league scores tend to be a lot higher because people can just kind of grind on a machine yeah for sure. yeah so like Right, they're only going to report their highest, and yeah. who knows how many games they played to get that highest. And they're score. not going to keep playing once they get report that score. Right. Like, so, so that's something to keep in mind. So those scores will be a lot higher just yeah. for everybody, and you can see that too because, like, if if I because I've done this, if you color code it based on where it came from. So, for instance, Super League scores com uh, compared with like weekly tournament scores compared with league scores. Like league scores tend to be higher in general. Mm -hmm. than uh weekly tournament scores too 
Yeah. Uh, depending on the tournament. Well, right? because <laughs> it's, um, it's beneficial to the players to continue to get a higher score and that because of the scoring system for your points in the match. Whereas like weeklies are really binary. It's a win or a loss. Right. <clears throat> so but once that's... you have it in the bag, you could just walk away on two balls, you know. Yeah, but see, that's another thing, too, though. In both cases, whether it's uh, weeklies or league, you can stop playing once you've beat the other person's score if you're the final player. It's true. So it's yeah. not necessarily a judge of how high a score you could get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, depending on what's going on, like if uh, in league, if there's a bunch of other matches going on, quite often we'll just like keep playing, right? Because you aren't yeah. holding anything up. And, and if right. you're having a good game, it's like... Why throw away the, the yeah. balls? Right? And sometimes even if you are holding it up, if, if you're having a really good game, people will be like, no, no, you know, yeah, like, yeah. play it through. And, and that's cool. But still, there's plenty of examples where somebody wins and it's like, okay they're they're just done right like they mm-hmm. they don't want to play it anymore or whatever they don't have to yeah, do a walk sort of off. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's the tricky thing about scores but even so like there's gonna be clumpings and sort of ranges where you can see like here's really high scores you know where presumably people have had as much time as they need or as many games as they need mm-hmm. to get it sure. uh, like super league and here's other ones where you know these are just kind of like the scores you could expect in a weekly or whatever mm-hmm. at this location. Cause that's the other thing, like the machines themselves vary a lot. So, you know, medieval manas at triple knock as opposed to medieval manas at eight bit, as opposed to medieval manas at Adabal, mm-hmm. you know, like they're all different as opposed to uh, another castle. Right. I mean, like all those machines are very different and anybody yeah. that's played them all kind of knows that each one has quirks and, and stuff. Of and mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some just like, maybe they aren't in that great of shape or whatever. And so yeah. it's harder to score higher points, right? Because you just can't do as much or you can't save it as well or whatever, you know, even if you're a good player. So, mm-hmm. um, what, so why is it called a violin graft or chart? Um, is that because of the, the clumping of data is the sound hole of the, well, so is... it kind of looks like a violin. I mean, I wish I had one here. Okay. Um, but so I guess to describe it, um, you're going to have more data that's somewhere in the middle. So, so it makes it fatter. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay yeah. And and it tapers at the top and the bottom. Okay. And for whatever reason, the distribution tends to kind of be violin shaped so most the of the time. Inverted hourglass um, shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's hard to describe in words. Yeah, yeah. But, um, hmm. but it, it's a sort of a uh, concise way to represent a lot of stuff because you can see like you know where the average is uh where uh you know the the different percentiles are and things like that so you can just kind of get a better feel for it just as a quick look i've, I've used that a little bit sure. when we've been planning for matches and stuff um i don't even show it to the team very often but i <laughs> but i look at it <laughs> um oh and this this is actually this ties in pretty well considering the the violin plot um Heather asked, is there a way to make the charts or animations musical? Oh. Uh, and I thought that was a really good question. Oh, yeah. I've seen like some that. some examples of things done that way. Uh, Edward Tufty uh, shows some examples of that in his in his course that he offers. But um, she mentioned, like, when watching the animated history of tournaments, uh, the world map thing that I did, uh, or actually, I guess it was just the U.S. map, but um, it felt like each location could have a sound assigned uh, you know, like a MIDI file or per- percussive instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it could sort of come together and make a song. Um, so I I don't have as much experience uh, working with uh, audio 
in software. But yeah, it's definitely something that would be fun to try. It's not um, completely out of the realm of possibility. No. Now, whether it sounds any good or not yeah. would be something else. But, uh, <laughs> each, one can ha- each player has their own unique song. <laughs> and you can make them little music boxes of their, yeah. of their uh, pin skills. It could be their like opening sequence, like their, their fight song. That there we go. Through. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is. This is sort of related. Um, let's see if I can find it here. There's something called... Oh, that's right. I'm not online. <laughs> I guess I will find it. We could get you there, probably. Well, I can just describe it. So um, there's something called Logstalgia. Okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. made by the same person who made something called Gorse, which I've used before for things. So Gorse, G-O-U-R-C-E, is a visualization tool for... Um, software repositories so so uh versioning systems so for instance like github or something like that right if you store your your uh your software and you know your code and have the different versions of it uh it's a way to show how uh changes are made and how everything's connected kind of in a tree structure and it actually uh shows an animation of the little people, little avatars for, for the different developers or whatnot, oh. uh, kind of floating around between the files as they change them. And mm. it's in... Little tinkerers. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily real time, because, I mean, the whole point of it is you can speed it up. But okay. you can get um, a visual representation of changes over time. That's oh, essentially okay. what it what it's meant to be. Now, I've used it for other weird things. Uh, at, at a previous job, uh, I used it to show how people were editing the knowledge base. So um the the documentation system right mm-hmm. i mean making changes to files in there is not that much different from making changes to code files right and yeah um so anyway that that's one thing that this guy did but the other thing this logstalgia he was getting really creative and he basically made a pong game so imagine if you've got a, a pong paddle on the right hand side of the screen right mm-hmm. and you've got balls coming from the left side of the screen uh, he was using it, well, it's designed to, to uh, visualize uh, log information from like web servers. So, you know, as people hit websites, um, they're recording the, the traffic, right? So like uh, the server knows how many people are, are requesting which pages and, and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And that generates a lot of data. And if you're running a website, you might want to be able to see like which files in the most popular you know or which ones aren't available when they're asked for and and that kind of stuff right and so he represented it as a pong game because every request coming in is a ball just being served across the plate there huh yeah and so the paddle has to basically the paddle hits the ball when it served up the page that was requested or the Uh file that was requested if it was missing and you got like a 404 error or whatever uh the paddle misses it Uh and it's just kind of random where the position is well, actually, that's not true. No, he he tied the position to the type of file. So, like, oh. there'd be, you know, whatever, like JPEGs and HTML pages and whatever uh, in different spots on the right-hand side of the page. So the paddle would move there, and the ball trajectory would, would be going to, oh. like, whatever type of thing it was. Uh-huh. And where it came from was actually the, the source address that was making the request. So the whole reason I'm bringing this up is I've played around with this a little bit, but I, I still haven't got it to the point where... I like it and I'm willing to show it, but we could do the same thing with the pinball data, right? Mm. Because a paddle could be a player. No, I was thinking a paddle could be the player, right? And the balls coming in are the other players they're having to to play against. And where it lands is the machine that they play it on. Mm. And if they lose, it goes past the paddle. If they win, it bounces back. 
right? So you could just see really quickly in a tournament or over a year or whatever, like how many balls are being deflected and how many balls are going through. Yeah. That's like mm. how good a player you are, mm -hmm. essentially, like how many games you're winning. And then, then you could arguably put similar machines next to each other on that spectrum so you can see where you're missing that oh, ball yeah, yeah. the most. Or even group them by location, by mm -hmm. venue. Absolutely. Right? So you can see like I'm a better player here than I am here or whatever. Um, cool. So, so, so it sounds neat. But the problem is this particular tool assumes that uh, the timestamps that are used are real timestamps, right? Because mm. it's meant to be like web logs, right? So, I mean, that's just happening over time. And it's actually tuned to show like lots of information in short bursts of time, right? Because you're, you're curious, oh, what happened, you know, in this five minute time span or something, which is a lot of stuff to see. Sure. Where with the pinball data... I don't have, I mean, I have a lot of data, but I don't have that much. Um, and I, I faked it out and just made up bogus times, right? That happened to be on the days that the games were played, uh, just to kind of make it work. But that's something that, I don't know, I, I'm not happy with it yet. And I may have to go in and I think it's an open source thing. So I could probably like mess with the tool itself, mm -hmm. but I really didn't want to get it. Sure. <laughs> I was just looking for a quick way to to play with it and see if I could you know, do something interesting with it, but, uh, maybe, maybe I'll get there in time. Um, so let's see, there might be, was there anything else? Uh, so, oh, so one of the things Heather asked was, uh, actually she asked a lot of stuff, obviously, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. Um, she asked, do I assist the sites where I draw the data from? If I see something that could be tweaked or standardized, uh, she would hope that as our global pinball culture grows and evolves, that sharing insights could benefit us all. Uh, and I agree, that would be awesome. But for the most part, I haven't. I mean, I've I've uh, mentioned things back. Uh, actually, I mostly just mentioned things back to tournament directories and things. But mm -hmm. uh, and the IFPA, I think maybe once. But um, the problem is, the folks that made Bracklope and even the guy that made. Um, match played at events like the whole purpose of those things is to uh record the information so that the tournament director can run the tournament yeah it's not necessarily meant to be a uh, repository yeah. for like the results of the tournament i mean it, it sort of is but it's only really well it seems like the way they've built them it's only meant to be used during the tournament mm -hmm. right like people don't usually go back and look at that what people do go back and look at is the ifpa page once it gets posted yeah and you can see like what your you know which what, what your finishing rank was or whatever but um you lose all that information about like which games were played and stuff and especially with bragalo like a lot of that gets lost anyway because if it's not posting everything to the web as it's going um bits and pieces are missing like a lot of the Attaball, um tournaments are missing data like that uh, match plays a little bit better but in both cases the tournament directors will often have to do weird little tweaks to fix some some mm -hmm. mistake that was made and neither one of them support making all the kinds of edits that you might have to make right because so folks will like switch player names to yep. to make it to work out in the end mm -hmm. yeah but the problem with that is it goofs up the recorded here, here. games right and so like oh, yeah, yeah. i i know for a fact that some of the data that i've been using and you know visualizing and and poking around with is wrong but i have no idea which data is wrong right and because, when it changed yeah yeah because if i wasn't at the tournament i don't know that 
they changed somebody's name or they had to make a fix or right. whatever, right? Because what happens is you put the wrong person in as a win. And if it's not that same round that you find it out, if it's around later that you figure that out, then you have to just find someone, who, the person that got the beneficial, um, like the person that did not get your strike. And then you got the strike and then just swap players. So that's for Bracalo. Yes. Yeah, for, for match play, you can actually give people strikes and remove strikes oh, from them true. just on the fly. Yeah. But it can still screw up like uh, game pairings. An example is the <laughs> just last night at 8-Bit, um, Randall had to had to leave early and he was going to the airport to pick up a friend and he thought he'd be back to be able to play. So he figured mm -hmm. he'd just like take a strike or whatever and then be back in time to keep playing. Well, he didn't get back in time. And so it ended up being a, a real mess uh, because Corey had to had to like juggle things around every following round mm. to like it made undo like a him. You know what I mean? Like because he didn't want to give him like just take him out of the tournament. That would actually have been the easiest thing to do if he would have known for a fact that like when he left, he was gone. But it, yeah, it. It ends up getting really tricky. But anyway, the point is, it generates kind of weird data, too, because, like, I happened to be there last night, so I saw it, and I kind of know, you know, how it went down. But, like, the tools that I've built, I just, I've sucked in the data from these websites and scraped it and cleaned it up and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm just assuming it's right, even though I know that there's errors in it, you know. Hopefully, there's fewer errors than there are correct I would believe so. The games. Yeah, yeah I, mm -hmm. I'm sure there are, but I don't know what percentage is mm -hmm. wrong, right? I mean, hopefully it's fairly low, but like, uh, so I'm hoping that having a lot of data means that those little weird things, you know, just kind just of flush themselves out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like noise. Um, but as far as like sharing that and kind of helping people improve the quality of their data on their sites, I mean, like I say, the fact that Bracalope has that history and Match Play has that history, I think, is just kind of a side effect of how people use the the mm. tools. It's not it's not their purpose in life, and I don't know that they would want to expend any energy like trying to make that better. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I wish they would, because we kind of need a place like that. And I think I don't know. I may end up being the person that does yeah, something true. like that. But... Not all heroes wear capes, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Is there anything else on there that she asked her? That's quite a comprehensive email that Heather yeah. sent. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have questions for Kayla or I or a past or future guest, mm -hmm. write into us at skillshopincast at gmail.com. We haven't seen an email for a little bit. It would be nice to, to see another one. And we've got to be close to 100 total email or email chains I just saw. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. That's maybe nice. we should have like a prize for the 100th. <laughs> and maybe that would motivate some of you to write yeah. in. <laughs> How about that? Prize to be determined. Yes. Maybe one of Andy Burton's fabulous bolo ties. You know, we might actually have more than that already. Uh -oh. So, Graham, you anyway, have to send your offer. I know. Oh, if I take out all of okay, all the junk, I'm, I'm going to do some data trimming of my own here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things that don't count as emails. Absolutely. We've got like 11 or 12 Microsoft rewards emails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Um, so do you want to move on to talking about the Monday Night Pinball Board? Uh, sure. So, yeah, I don't know if you had anything else about just the past season. Um, uh, I was kind of wondering if you're, 
if it pl played out the way that you kind of predicted it might, or if there were any surprise upsets or like, like based on your data that you've done where you, you're like, things should go this certain way. And then something came out left field. So I think, I think the finals, um, well, playoffs, I guess I should say, because, mm -hmm. you know, all the, all the, the games leading up to the, yeah, the postseason stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm new to the sports sure. terminology. So. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but anyway, the, the uh, postseason, I think pretty much went the way everybody expected. I mean, there weren't really any major upsets. Um, mm -hmm. But during the season, I think there were some, I, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any in front of me, but I know there were a few, few games. My where... only personal upset was that we beat the specials. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> we you you were on right before we were gonna play you guys, and then we won by twenty points, and I was like, "Whoa!" I think was that great. was the last match that of the was, season yeah, before the the postseason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you might have slaughtered us if we got you in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think. Well, so one thing I will say is I I was kind of happy to see things smoothed out over time too, because like. There's always been, and this, this is something we've talked about in the board, uh, and and it's something we'll talk about more, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's been getting really tricky. I mean, Dave does a great job with the schedules. Uh, just putting together a schedule that works at all is amazing. Yeah, um, and then to balance it. Yeah, is... well, and so that's the thing. Like, there's all sorts of, uh, I guess, heuristic rules uh, for for balancing it that have kind of been added over time, mm -hmm. and it's getting to the point now where even though the intention is to make it fair uh trying to make all those rules work at the same time ensures that some mm -hmm. team well some sets of teams are going to have it easier than other sets of teams yeah because part of those rules include things like you know if you haven't played if your team hasn't played a team in quite a long time then you need to play them this season yeah. right but then there's also the balance between home and away games right. uh, so like where you play matters but the problem is you know you can only have well, unless we're doing civil wars and stuff, which we did do, uh, you know, a season mm -hmm. before last, um, you're only going to have one pair of teams at any given location at any time during the normal season. So that gets tricky, right? Because there's all kinds of collisions in what order people play each other in matters. And with 20 teams, well, and it's going to be more than that next season. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy, right? I mean, with, with, there needs to be I want to say 14 locations, 20 mm -hmm. teams, um, yeah. Yeah. So divisions are a thing that has been discussed in the board and it's Cause that would help it's becoming balance. more serious. Like, I mean, it seems like that's something that always comes up and gets dismissed, like yeah. on the on the captain's list and stuff. But uh, it's definitely gained more traction, especially at the last meeting, uh, but not in the way that it's come up before, which I think is interesting. So hmm. uh, in the past, divisions have always been like. Okay, it needs we to be location based. Oh, okay. Right. Which would make sense, right? But you know, it's like oh, we don't want to like travel north that far. And south, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what people always assume. It seems like I when it comes up. I would something like I don't want to play the Yankees all season. Like I don't want to play the top teams and just have the hardest schedule like Right. And so that's kind of what we were focusing on. Other. Um is there sort of needs to be well, okay. So let's let's take a step back okay. and I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, add something else to this. Okay. So one of the things that I think the board, I shouldn't talk for the whole board, but but one of the things I've seen over, over the meetings that we've had is we're starting to realize as a whole that like, it's really complicated, like I of said, course, right? Yeah. And also that there's, since there's so many players and so many different teams in the league, 
there's also different things that each player and team is getting out of the league. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it's meant to be fun. And that's, you know, that's something we want to keep, too. I mean, we don't want to make any changes that could, like, screw it up in any way. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And screwing it up, by definition, means, like, people aren't having fun or whatever. But the tricky thing is different people have different kinds of fun in different ways. Right. So, like, Mm -hmm. there's definitely teams that, you know, take it very seriously. And, I mean, we all do to some degree. But, like... It, it, what I mean by take it seriously is is it's a more competitive thing, They've, right? Uh, it's it's spirit. Like. Yeah, and it's also meant. I mean, it, like in some folks' minds, it's it's a it's meant to be a representation of how well your whole team plays. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a pride thing. I mean, it's a pride thing for all of us. But uh, mm-hmm. but oh, no, keep going. Okay. Some people's I, pride is kind of just their power of partying too. Well, right. So on the other extreme, I I mean, if you put these at opposing ends of the spectrum, I would say that, like, there's the serious competitive folks and there's the casual, like, just going out every Monday night to yeah. play pinball and have fun folks. And the thing is, the league needs to be able to support both of those yes. equally. And it has over the course of uh, seven seasons so mm-hmm. far, I guess. But it's getting harder with as many teams and stuff. And there's also, like, different assumptions coming into it, too, because as new teams join... Like, depending on what they heard about the league, right? Like, they may be expecting, oh, it's, you know, it's a fun bar league or whatever. Or it's like, you know, this is like hardcore. Like, we're, we're playing other teams. Like, we gotta, we gotta win and all that. I mean, should there be a sorting hat ceremony where you just like, (laughs) like, decide what kind of player you are and what team you can put on? Or or your team as a whole is a Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff? Well, I think, (laughs) I think we've kind of seen just organically teams have have kind of gravitated towards one side or the other and i mean it's not like there's anybody at one extreme or the other necessarily but well there's probably um, not a lot of people doing acid on the soda jerks well (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and and i mean the team like i mean i'm sure you've seen this with the pin pals it's Mm -hmm. definitely happened with the specials and i think it's happened with all you know all the teams to like every every team has their own little story right yeah and like their little tribe whatever happened to create the team kind of evolved over time, right? Yeah. And so, like, with the specials, I mean, basically, uh, David Ravishenberg and Eric Morales wanted to have a team. Like, mm-hmm. that was what it boiled down. And so, like, they just bugged all the rest of us who happened to be playing at Ape, like, mm-hmm. regulars that they saw, right? And it's like, join the team, whatever. And it's like, and we're all thinking, like, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, eventually, we all got badgered into... <laughs> But I mean, like we were happy that we did. Right? Yeah. But it, from the beginning, it was more of like a, you know, it's like a fun thing to do. But like, like, I think we were, we're somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, like we, we take it seriously and we've gotten better as players over time. So like we ended up kind of tending towards the, the whatever higher end of the skill thing. But I mean, sure. we're no sodagers, right? I mean, it's yeah. or, or Wrecking Crew either for that matter. And like the Wrecking Crew is a good example of a team that has put an awful lot of effort in. I mean, yeah. like we put in effort too, but like they go and practice at the venue that they're going to play at three or four times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before, the week yeah. before or whatever. And I mean, that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like they put a lot of effort into it. Uh, and it shows, right? I mean, that's how they've done as well as they have. Now they had a particularly rough season this season mm-hmm. um because i think they had to play a lot of harder teams i mean that's the thing so kind of going back to before like balancing out the schedule is is definitely tough because everybody has different things they want to get out of this whole money night pinball thing mm-hmm. right and different expectations and like some teams are fine like you know whatever 
nobody though wants to lose all the time sure right and we shouldn't have a situation where there's like uh, a pinata team somebody (laughs) but i mean and we've kind of seen that happen especially in the last season last couple of seasons really i mean like the new teams shouldn't have Have to come in and expect to just be ground into the dirt the whole season. Because, like, that's not fun, right? Like, even if you're just going out to play pinball on a Monday night and drink and uh, do whatever, it's like... one in nine, you know, result in your schedule or a zero in ten. So how many many games are played every season? So it's varied over time, but it's usually ten to eleven weeks. Ten to eleven weeks, okay. Um, Has there been much talk about um, using like professional sports scheduling or anything as, as uh, models for how to address some of these issues of competitiveness or disparities. Like you talking about this made me think about how the NFL works, for example, like they've got divisions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and you're guaranteed to play, uh, and sorry for making your no, eyes glaze fine. over, guys, but uh, I think it applies. So, um, so you play every every team in in uh, the NFL plays the uh, their division rivals twice, once at home, once away, and then the rest of the schedule outside of those six games because it's a sixteen game season um, goes as follows: they play one they play one game against every team in two other divisions. So that's another eight. And then the remaining, uh, whatever, um, two, is it just two? No, that can't be right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe it is. Anyway, the remaining, uh, the remaining game, or sorry, the remaining, uh, six, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, the, the remaining, uh, games are, uh, played against, uh, other teams that are selected based on how well they did last season. So, the idea is... Oh, I'm getting this wrong, too. Though. No, oh, it's like a handicap? Shit. I just remembered what it is. There's actually one... <laughs> oh, this Graham is horrible. This far, far okay. <laughs> point, is, point is... Yeah. Um, it's complicated. Is, some, yeah, you've got a portion that you always play against your division. Uh-huh. So you get to know certain locations well. You don't have to travel as far. Mm. There's a portion that is played against some randomly... Uh, you know, rotating division like you played, uh, like a round robin this, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you played the South Division last season. You're going to play the North Division this season, mm-hmm. the West Division the season after that, and then the remaining games are are chosen based on how you match comparatively to some other teams that you happen to not be playing yet. So, so they're trying to match uh, similar skill levels. Yeah, kind of. so it's like a combination of of skill uh, based on the last season. Uh, your division, so just whatever your the region is you're in, and randomness. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's just a nice little waiting. Yeah. But they also have lots of divisions, right? Uh yeah, there are eight divisions. Eight okay. Divisions. And with twice the team, so you guys would do maybe four divisions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if if you were to follow that model. Sorry, that's my <laughs> that's my contribution here. Well, we've we've talked about it some, and it. Yeah, I mean, nothing's in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely nothing's in stone. Like, none of this has been voted on. None of this has been passed. But we've definitely discussed it, and we'll discuss it more. Um, I mean, kind of like a lot of the other rules in the in the Money Night Pinball League, we'd rather err on the side of simplicity than mm-hmm. <laughs> complexity. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, one of the really great things that's happened over time uh, 
was how the scoring works and how just the the flow of the night works in terms of the four uh, rounds and, you know, two singles, two doubles and, and all of that kind of stuff. And even the points adding up to 100. I mean, that, that's really good. Um, so we were looking at maybe two divisions. Um, the problem is, how do you pick how do what what do you do about the teams sort of in the middle? Right. I mean, like you can look back over history and see how teams have been doing over the last couple of seasons. And it's pretty easy to pick out the folks at the top and the folks near the bottom. But like. Mm-hmm. The ones in the middle are the tricky ones. Um, and so there would definitely have to be a way to move between divisions. Um, but how you set up that initial thing would would be tricky, too. Um, and ideally, you'd want to be able to balance it out so that, like, you've got the same number of teams on either side. Yeah. Right? Um, but that may not necessarily be the case in terms of, like, skill. So, I don't know. We need to we need to work on it more. But mm-hmm. um, but it's likely to be a thing. Cool. <laughs> um and hopefully we'll like ease into it and stuff and it might be interesting too to have these teams that kind of fluctuate because i mean we i don't know if i should name any but like you know anybody that looks at sort of the ranks over the the last few seasons will find that there's certain teams that kind of like have a lot of roster churn well it's not roster churn it's it's where they end up in the overall ranking oh, at the okay, end of the okay. season so like you know sometimes they're in the in the finals sometimes or in the playoffs sometimes they aren't um but that's not so bad right I mean, if if they kind of like move between these divisions, if mm-hmm. divisions existed. Um, so anyway, it's it's been enlightening to see how complicated things get. Because I mean, <laughs> one of the... There's a lot of moving parts to it. There is a lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of concern that we don't break anything. Because we all do care about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody that's involved in it, I think, cares about it to some degree or another. And it's like... We want it to be as flexible as it has been, but also be able to sustain itself over time, which is getting trickier with as many people are as involved now mm-hmm. and, and as many teams and as many locations and everything. And so that's actually something that's come up, too. We've had a lot of questions about, you know, how how do we bring on a new uh, venue? How do we bring on a new team like a at a venue? Pack. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like, what are the what are the criteria if we're accepting a new team? Because in the past, that's never been an issue. We we always just sort of magically had like two teams that, you know, or, or maybe none at all. I mean, mm-hmm. like in the early days, you know, I think we had a couple seasons where no new teams were yeah. added. Um, but lately it's been like a couple new teams every season, you know, and it's just so kind of worked out. You have to dole out the franchises a little more carefully, mm-hmm. have maybe certain metrics that are hit. Like you're going to have this amount of players that are signed up before, like by this date. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, those are the kinds of things. Or it's like having a brand new stadium for your team too. Like you need to have X amount of games and they need to be in this condition. Right. So speaking of games. So, okay. A uh, couple of the things we did vote on. So this, this is actually official. Um, <laughs> The ink's dried. We uh, got a Sclusi here. Yeah. we Well, and I'll be posting. So, incidentally, I'm the secretary <laughs> of the board now. Uh, Congratulations. So, that was something that was decided. Uh, um, I think everybody already knew, but Alexa is the chair. Um, that was decided quite a long time ago, at the before the start of the season, I guess. Uh, and Taylor Minter is the treasurer. Um, and in all of these cases, it was the sort of thing where it's like, you know, nobody was like, ooh, ooh, I want to be that. It mm-hmm. was more like, Default you know, <laughs> the rest of us up. were sort of stepping back. And now, yeah. and also it was like, you know, the, the person who seemed more suited to the thing just kind of ended up being the person. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the thing that was decided is the 
currently, I believe the machine requirements for venues. Uh, seven machines, right? Yeah, it used to be six, I think, and then it became seven, but it's eight. Okay. We're saying it's eight because... If um, one goes down. Exactly. It gives you like a spare because you, mm -hmm. if you have seven working machines, then that means all can be played in a singles, singles round. round. Uh -huh. um, doubles rounds are not that big of a deal because you've only so got four, four machines in play. Mm -hmm. So you've got more choice. But um, but that gives like an extra, um, you know, if, if one's down. And if a couple are down, you you know, whatever, you have to double up in a singles round, which does happen sometimes. Or it gives uh, casual players that are just there for a date night something to play while you're doing singles round. So we don't <laughs> look like true. a bunch of bogarting dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably should have mentioned this, but the, uh, the meeting that we had was on June 5th. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago now, I guess. Uh, yeah, we could go last Monday. Um, Today being June 14th, but when you hear oh, this, sorry. probably July. <laughs> yeah, this will be a July 5th joint. Mm -hmm. So you'll you'll have all One watched your yeah, fireworks and whatnot, and you're feeling super American and listening to us talk about, mm -hmm. about Monday Night Finball. Yeah. Well, and so this isn't really an exclusive, because I'll have posted That's this true. stuff before. Well... <laughs> It's exclusive to everyone outside of Seattle. Oh, it's an exclusive has to Kayla already turned and I. off their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll just run through the the couple of things. Cool. That, uh, so like I said, Taylor Treasurer, I'm Secretary Alexis Chair, um, and uh, Sophie and uh, Heather Loudon are also on the board too. Uh, and Jeff and Dave are still commissioners and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Um, one of the things that came up and was decided was that, so we had an issue, I won't go into the details, but we had an issue earlier this season, this past season, um, where there was a conflict in decisions between, uh, Dave and Jeff. Mm -hmm. So like a question came up and it was asked of Dave and it was asked of Jeff and two different answers came back and that was a problem. Yeah. Right? Um, so in order to, uh, stop that from happening again <laughs> we decided that uh alexa will be the sort of point of contact uh for folks and the the decision goes through her is what it amounts to right mm -hmm. so like she'll talk to dave and jeff and then get back to people and that sort of thing um and also as part of that um we propose that the board can overrule uh, overrule commissioners by a unanimous vote so if there's something that Dave and Jeff both decide should happen, but everybody on the board decides is a bad idea. And and I do mean everybody. It's unanimous, right? So, like, yeah. um, we can overrule the two commissioners is what it amounts to. That's never happened before, but just as sort of a safety mechanism or something, uh, that was that was decided. We also spent an awful lot of time talking about uh, requirements for captains because, like, up until now, a lot of this stuff is, has just sort of naturally happened because the whole purpose of having a captain and a co-captain on the teams uh was so that there'd be rules somebody enforced well partly it was for rules uh, and questions when a machine yeah. uh malfunctions or something like that right i mean mm -hmm. that's something that the captains decide from both the teams um and I, when i say captains i mean captains and co-captains because right. essentially they're equal in terms of what they can do and all that um but also to have a point of contact for the team that can be involved in the the captain's list on Facebook and like be aware of what's going on and that sort of thing. And also pass information back to their team. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully they also, uh, you know, sort of uphold the sportsmanship kind of uh, attitude of, yeah. of the league and that sort of thing um, and deal with any kinds of, you know, 
personality conflicts and things like that that happen over time. Um, but we sort of, we made some things official, right? Uh, and all of this stuff will be uh, uh, presented in some, like, form <laughs> on, on the website, ultimately. Yeah. yeah, on the website, ultimately, and probably on the captain's list, too, first. Mm-hmm. Um, some represented in some charter bylaws, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just kind of, uh, me talking, but it will be documented and stuff. Um, and we'll help people through this stuff too. Cause I mean, we're, we're basically putting a little bit more responsibility on the captains, but a lot of the stuff is responsibility they already had and, and took anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just making it like official. Right. Um, so as far as requirements go, though, at least one of the captain or co-captain needs to have access to the uh, captain's uh, group on Facebook, because otherwise they have no idea what's going on in there. And that's always been true. But like the reason we we brought that up is for new teams. I mean, that's mm-hmm. something they'll have to to make sure. Um, and at least either the captain or the co-captain ha- or hopefully both. Uh, has the ability to upload scores and do all the um, maintenance stuff mm-hmm. exactly on the on the Monday Night Pinball website. So during a match, yeah, um, you know, because there's certain things the captains have access to that players know. Like players edit can play. post their scores, yeah, but captains can edit the player or the machine, exactly, or the venue. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of organically happened over time when the website went live and all of that, and we switched yeah. over to it. But we were just making it official to say that, like, you know. That's a responsibility of the captains, the co-captains. And this is also um, something that, you know, should be considered. Because, like, before, like, I don't know how teams decided who would be their captain or co-captain. But, but now there's, like, reasons why yeah, you clear, may want certain people to be captain or co-captain. Sure, yeah. With clear parameters, <laughs> it's easier to determine the appropriate um, person. So as part of that, too, uh, also on the website, um, at well, prior to the start of every match, it's the captain's responsibility to update the machine list. Um, so if machines are out because they're down, you know, they're they're malfunctioning, whatever, um, they can be deleted on the website. Or if some new machine was added, but it isn't reflected on the website, mm-hmm. it needs to be put there because otherwise you're not going to be able to pick it, you know. Right. Uh-huh. And so it's the captains that do that. Um, also, the home captain is in charge of establishing the machine conditions and ensuring the venue has enough tables in working condition for the match each week uh, and communicates potential issues to the board. Um, that's that that's involves... always been true, kind of. I mean, I know Alexa's done that. I've done that at 8-Bit. Um, 8-Bit is a much different case than something like Narwhal, though. Well, yes and no. We've got a lot of machines there. Yeah, a lot there, of though. machines. Um, the potential of not having a match because of game... Um, condition is much more in your favor than it is for narwhals that's true it would be unlikely that enough machines would go down that yeah (laughs) and back to your point of it still having to be fun i don't think that it needs to be completely put on the the shoulders of the captain to communicate so common so so um often with the bar owner or the operator well it doesn't have to be that often but like prior to when you're going to play like hopefully day before or whatever Mm -hmm. right um I mean, presumably you're going to be practicing and stuff there anyway. So, you know, you'll physically be there and you'll see which machines are down or whatever. And you can, yeah. and, and hopefully you also have a relationship with 
Your operator. Either the operator or the venue owner or whoever. Like, because that varies from venue to venue, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's like direct access to the operator or just like the person working the bar or whatever it happens to be. But, um, but like, hopefully you already have some relationship with them. And so, I mean, I don't know. Like, we always, even, you know, during the week, whatever, for like the Tuesday night, uh, uh, weeklies at 8-bit and stuff like that i mean if something goes down we'll tell them right and yeah so i don't know hopefully that's not like a big problem and it's not saying that like it's the responsibility of the captain to make sure it's fixed it's just the responsibility of the captain to like know which machines are sure kind of working sure. or not right and and make sure they're can. taken out in the in the on the website yeah. so, uh -huh. you know or added if a new machine's added mm -hmm. whatever um and this this kind of leads into the other thing in a more general sense. And this is a bit of a change. Um, the captain's responsible. For, well, and again, it's captain, co-captain, whatever. Right. Um, Let's just get is responsible for for establishing the relationship with the venue owner or manager or operator. Again, whatever you want to call it, sure. whatever the person happens to be at that venue. Um they're the communicate. So they're the point of contact for communication with the venue. Sure. Okay. That's what we're saying. Absolutely. Um, oh, and there's a couple of things for new captain, like for new teams, right? For a new team that's deciding who's going to be their captain or whatever. I'm going to give you oh, those couple sure. more things and then we're going to yeah. move on. No, that's cool. <laughs> um, a new captain must have at least one season of experience as a league member in good standing. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Because important. you need somebody to rally around that kind of understands how it works. Yeah. Right? You're not going to make the um, rookie a captain. Right. No. And uh, also, going back to, to what Graham had mentioned earlier, um, the the new captain slash team uh, has to submit a preliminary roster of at least seven players prior to the start of the season. Oh, yeah. And we'll have information about dates and all that for next season. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not set yet, but... But I mean, that's something for a new team uh, and even existing teams, like if there's a lot of churn or something. I mean, yeah. most of the time existing teams are just like, oh, yeah, this person left. We got this new person, whatever. Right. It's easy to just fill one role. Yeah. You should but come for prepared a brand new team, with a, a team that's the minimum amount of players to play. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that was something that we saw happen this season that was tricky. Right. Yeah. Um, so. And that's like basically you have to have a team ready to play absolutely at the start of the season to be in the league. That's what it boils down. To. Yeah, <laughs> those all sound fair. Graham, do you have a game for us? I do have a game. I'm oh. actually kind of excited about yeah. this because I came up with it while uh, right before you came over, Michael. It was very oh, cool. last minute, um, but I think it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to try to go through it pr pretty rapid fire. Um, I'm going to tell you the name of the game. You guys. Tell me what you think the game is, and then I'll explain. Hopefully one of you will get this. Okay. Um, the game, I'm going to call this game uh, Pinrag Nasal Bomb. <laughs> nope. No idea? All right. No. Pinrag Nasal Bomb is an anagram for pinball anagrams. <laughs> okay. okay. I see. So <laughs> I'm going to give you guys uh, an anagram of a pinball game, and you're going to ring in by saying your name. And submitting your answer. Do I have to say my name is an anagram, though? You don't, but would you okay. like me to give you guys... Yeah, actually, let's do that. Oh, God. Hold on. This, this is going to be great. You're, you're, I'm not going to answer anything. You guys are going to be happy about this, I promise. Um, all right. Oh, man. Michael. 
Uh, your your anagram contestant name is Hemlock Cicada. That's great. <laughs> that is that. amazing. Okay. All right, Kayla. Ooh. That's a mouthful, too. <laughs> Hemlock Cicada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll give you uh, two options, Kayla. <laughs> okay. Uh, leaky Great. <laughs> or... Uh... I'm just glad it wasn't great leaky. Yeah, or eager talky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take eager talky. Eager talky? Okay. Yeah. So, Sounds like an ambitious uh, silent film. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so anyway, ring in, preferably with your anagram name, but you can use your regular name, right. and then you get a chance to answer what you think the anagram is, what game it is. Uh-huh. Um, and if you get it wrong... Then your opponent gets uh, one chance at it, and then if they get it wrong, then you both get five seconds to just shout it out. And if nobody gets it, we move on, and we'll just tally how many people get. And uh, so I've got about twenty-one of these. And we're uh, all no visual representation for us, right? No visual representations. Mm. So here's this is just the tutorial example one. Okay. Uh, scarf hump. Surf champ. That's right, but mm. you need to ring in. Oh, eager talkie. Yeah, <laughs> eager talkie, yeah, talkie. surf champ. All right, y'all ready? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Vandalism seemed. Oh, geez, this is terrible. Vandalism seemed, huh? Vandalism seemed. Seemed that vandalism. I'll give 10 seconds left on the clock for one of you to ring Jesus. it. Any guesses? Uh, you're talking Space Invaders. Space Invaders is incorrect. Would you like to take a quick stab? I've got nothing. The V is really thrown. That's what I'm focusing on. Yeah, that's what I was, too. The answer is Medieval Madness. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Okay. This one is Hot Washed or Washed Hot. Jeez. Any guesses? Ring in and take a stab. I feel like it's really hard not to be able to see the letters, like to visualize yeah. them in my head. I may have it the same problem. Okay. Well, Could you maybe make your screen larger and put a piece of paper up against the sure. ones below so let we me, don't have a let chance? Let me see what I can do. Okay. All right. So we're going to come up with a new format here. Hopefully this will help. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, and you said that was washed hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or hot washed. Yeah. The order doesn't matter. Oops, that's not how I want to do that. <laughs> this riveting podcastery. Oh, there it is. Bigger. Ah, well, oh. yes, bigger. All right. There. Well, that does help me, but I'm not quite oh. there. All right, I'll give you guys 10 seconds on this one again. Hot washed. Can you see it okay, Michael? Yeah, I can. Man. (laughs) All right, any guesses? Nope. Shed, show. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it can't be that. Shed. Okay, well, the answer is the shadow. Oh, the oh. shadow. 
Wow. Yeah, right. I wanted it to be show something because I was oh, thinking like game show, sense. road show, yeah. whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to, we're zero and two. So I'm going to try to move around a little bit, see if I can find a, Some that are like easily a little identified. easier. Um, here. At least we're evenly matched in our anagram yeah, right? suckage. <laughs> Your next one is Toss the Grubs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to play that game. Yeah, Toss right? the Grubs. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh. Uh, hemlock cicada. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, got? Ghostbusters. That's right. It's Ghostbusters. Wow, very nice, very nice. <laughs> and I actually would rather play Toss the Grubs than Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nicely done. So we've got a... One point on one the board. One point on the board. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, I need to remember what this game is, but hit the bob. Oh my gosh. I'm terrible at this. Oh man. I'm a, I better come up with what it is because I can't remember right now. <laughs> really? Well, if we say something that sounds convincing, then it's probably right. Uh, I have the initials here, but oh, I remember what it is now. Hit the bob. Oh, uh, Hemlock Cicada. What do you got? The Hobbit. That's right, The oh Hobbit. Oh my gosh. I think I'd rather play Hit the Bob there, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this one has um, a pinball uh, oh my business God. to it. Uh, you have Wheezing Hot Tilt. Wheezing Hot Tilt. We need we need to hear some uh, answers from you, Talkie Eager. I'm so not <laughs> eager Talkie right now. Oh, jeez. Wheezing Hot Tilt. Yeah. I thought this was going to help me so much, and it's not. Focus on like three or four unique letters. The All right. Z, yeah. Yeah, the Z is definitely. A... Time's up. Anybody want to ring in last minute? No. Oh, uh, Hemlock Cicada. What do you got? <laughs> Twilight Zone. That's right. Man. It was the Z and the W. Yeah. And lots and of T's. T's and stuff. Yeah. Okay, for this next one, I've got. Uh, two different uh oh ones there's... that i can give you so this might help <laughs> the first one is brothel rot telegrams and the next one here regrettable sloth rom oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I, I would recommend not only focusing on some of the unique letters, like you got those, the G and the B and a bunch of T's and an H in there, uh, but also the length. Yeah. The length yeah. is important. How many letters are in there? Wow. Brothel rot telegrams and regrettable sloth rom for the listeners at home. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play this every episode now. All right. Any last minute guesses? Yeah, I don't know. All right. The answer for this one is Harlem Globetrotters. Okay. I can see how that would happen now. Okay. Um, How did I get surf camp and then not anything else? I don't know. You got that one just fine. Okay. This one is Smack Rat Format. (laughs) I like that a lot. Yeah. Smack Rat Format. I think this one... Is 
pretty doable when you've got the letters in front of you. All I want, it's wrong, but I want to say have 14 to Tomcat, but it's not it. There's no numbers in that. No. Yeah, the K seems like a giveaway, but mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, All right, Lenny, last minute ring-ins. Smack rat format. I'm going to say it with the words in a slightly different uh, phrasing, and maybe it'll help. Format smack rat. Format rat smack. All right. It's Attack from Mars, guys. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Obviously. <laughs> What's a bulger? Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Ex exhaled lit bulge. Exhaled lit bulge. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what games have an X in the name? Yeah. This is so terrible. Lit bulge exhaled. Maybe that'll help. A lit bulge exhaled. When I when I swap the words around, I'm trying to give them a certain cadence that might help. Mm. Lit bulb exhaled. Let me give you a so it's two words. Lit bulb exhaled. Any guesses? Nothing. Nothing, guys. Nothing. I'm so mm -hmm. sorry. Eight ball deluxe. Yeah. I bet there are a couple listeners that are great with anagrams that are losing their minds. Yeah. Probably. Stronghold fire. Stronghold fire. Now this one, I will give you... I'll, I'm going to start giving hints. Yes, please do. Because um, I feel like I'm so stupid. Um, <laughs> this one, we only have three syllables here, but the name of the game has four syllables in it. Mm. Fire stronghold. Stronghold fire. Uh, you're talking nitro ground shaker? No. No, there's no K in there. See, this is why I'm bad at this. You want to take a stab, uh, Hemlock Cicada? I'm thinking. I'm thinking like night is in there somewhere. Oh! There's no. no K, though. Oh, no, there isn't. Well, no, N-I-G-H-G, but oh. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so no guess? No. It's Lord of the Rings. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Printably Pimps Salons. That's another long one. Yeah. Pimp Salons Printably. Pimps Salons Printably. Listen to some of those sounds in there, guys. There's some very similar. Oh, oh, uh, uh, the Simpsons. Talking, oh, Simpsons yeah. Pinball Party. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Kale on the board. Hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So that means one, two, three. It's three to one. Oh, so it's still anybody's tally. games. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional mind. Oh, I think some of these need to be made as machines. I, I agree. <laughs> Emotional mind. This is another one where there are four syllables in the pinball name, even though we only have three here. Hmm. No, emotional mind. I'm sorry. We have four. 
there. Also, the way I just said it is very helpful. Emotional mind. Nothing? Demol- uh, whatever I am. Cicada Hemlock. Uh, Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Demolition Man. I should have stolen because I remembered my yeah. name faster than you. <laughs> okay. This one's easier. Shark Heater. Yeah, why is that? Not I totally want to play these games. Shark Heater. Oh, uh, Hemlock, Cicada, Earthshaker. That's right. All right. Talkie Eager. You just get to go first for the next couple. We're gonna. Oh, jeez! I think that makes it worse. You think so? No, okay, no pressure. <laughs> All right, no worries. Then we don't have to do it that way if you don't want. Uh, but I like to handicap the game, make it more fun, competitive. But if it makes it less fun, no problem. Cruel cop crowds. Cruel cop crowds. Oh, gosh. Cruel cop crowds. Crowds cop cruel. There's a lot of C's in that thing. Yeah. I can see the word swords, but. Oh, yeah. Uh... Oh, no. Hmm. Not penalized for wrong answers. And anything? <laughs> the answer is World Cup Soccer. Oh, okay. I thought there was a world in there, but I couldn't think of World Cup Soccer. Mm-mm. Man. I'll give you two on this one again. Oh, that's not anything. <laughs> and I'll give you a hint on this one as well. So the, the anagrams here are aim the pop bunch or the bacon ump hip. Uh, I originally did not have the words the there, which is why they're just in there. But then I realized the name of the game, even though I oh. never used that, oh. is there. So I just threw it back in. So it... if that helps. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Bacon ump hip. Bacon hip ump. And five. All I can think of is the machine, but no, it's not Bright of Pinbot. That's not any guesses before I reveal it. All right, mm-hmm. Champion Pub. Oh, okay. I do see a pattern in all these machines. I don't know if you've picked <laughs> up on it or not, but that there are, a lot of them are at flip flip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's purely a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this one is not at flip flip. Okay, warmest alien or waterman lies. Warmest alien. Say it in your head over and over again. Put it all together. Kind of let it run. Warmest alien. Warmest alien. Warmest alien. <laughs> Warmest alien. Now think think about it all together. This this might help. Warmest... Oh, I got it. Eager talkie WrestleMania. That's yeah. right. WrestleMania. Okay. All right. I think I'd rather play Warmest Alien. Yeah. I wish there was one inside of me that would help me get the answers to these fucking questions. Another another double one. We got Freak Band Stab or Breakfast Band. That sounds like the sequel to Diner Breakfast Band. Yeah. And this one this one should be really easy. 
Uh, oh, you, uh, Eager Talkie Fast Break. NBA Fast Break is right, mm. yeah. Because yeah. if I put Nav, band, band there, yeah. band breakfast, it's just NBA Fast Break. It's a yeah. very, very yeah. small move. So, all right, cool. It's heating up. It's heating are up. We, are I we tied? tied yeah. yeah um, it's, it might be, yeah. Is it tied? Yeah. One, two, three. Versus one, two, three, four. So, Kayla, you're still down by one. Oh, Talkie eager. But you're so close <laughs> because there's still like seven left. So, yeah. I hope you guys... <laughs> are not hating it more as we go because there's still <laughs> a road ahead of us. Eat coma fighter. <laughs> Eat coma fighter. I like to think that this is a game about like a, you know, a, a fighter or a boxer, but he only, uh, he's training. So his coast, coach is like eat coma fighter but like it's kind of dumb to train because he wins all his matches because he only like fights people in a coma i was thinking it was some weird crossover between pac-man and street fighter oh i like that i think i dated that guy that was that one time my boyfriend punched me in my in my sleep and he said he was bringing me about street fighter oh my god that was a a coma fighter right there (laughs) eat coma fighter Uh, um um Eat fighter coma. Ignore that. <laughs> this is not over until I say it is. Um, eat coma fighter. Any guesses? Oh, God. This is not a hint. The outro music is not a hint. <laughs> no, well, that'd be pretty good. Okay, uh, the answer is theater of magic. I was oh, thinking wow. theater of magic. Well, you should have said it. Oh, sorry, it doesn't look like it fits there. Okay, I got another one that's doubles. Sabres month or Asproth men? <laughs> One of those. Really? <laughs> month Sabres. Maybe that helps. Month Sabres. Oh, I got it. Oh. You're talking Monster Bash. That's yeah. right. Monster Bash. Okay. We're all tied up, ladies and gents. <laughs> I feel like I'm tied up and being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. You getting some Shakespeare shit on us here now? Yeah. <laughs> I thwart we. Like maybe a diaper ad. I don't know. Uh, Ew, or yeah, right, right wheat. Take a look at that one. I think you guys can get this one pretty easy. Oh, uh, oh. eager talkie. White water. Yeah. That's right. And Kayla takes the lead. Oh. I think, I think I'm like uh, messed up by my name. <laughs> <laughs> you can ring in with your normal name if you need nah, to. That's all good. I think I've reversed it a few times, though. Oh, I don't know whether funny. I'm hemlock cicada or cicada can, hemlock. Doesn't matter. You can yeah, anagram no, your anagram. Exactly. That's the j- yeah. joy of an anagram. Soul crab trademarks. Oh, uh, nope. Soul crab trademarks. This has six syllables normally instead of four. Soul Crab Trademarks. Trademark Soul Crab. And a five. Four. Any guesses? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. That confused me because I thought it was Bram Stroker's. Uh-huh. Because we had that incorrectly printed in Skillshot for a very long time. Okay. Liquor Craves It or River Quits Cola? There are some good letters to... Well, on to here. You got a Q, you got a V. Very disappointed if neither of you got this one. Oh, for 
fuck's sake. Liquor craves it. River quits cola. Cola quits river. I can't think of a single pinball machine named with a Q. In yeah. It. I don't know what's wrong with me. You can't think of any pinball machines with. It's got to be QU, too. Like a, a C and a Q and a V, maybe. Oh, I do. Uh, Eager Talkie Circus Voltaire. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now I'm back to Flip Flip again, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh, you know what? Kayla, now you're only up by one point because I had uh, mistossed the grubs down there. So I oh. got one. How can you mistoss the grubs? Two, <laughs> three, four, five versus one, two, three, four, five. Is it? No, it can't be tied. It might be tied, actually. I might have miscounted that badly. One, two, three, four, five versus one, two, three, four, five, six. Six to five. So, Michael, Hemlocks, Kata, yeah, you got uh, one, two, three chances uh, here. Let's see. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so that's all one? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And treat extorting shark teen. So, take a look at that. Take a look at how long it is. Yeah. What's a long pinball title? Shark and Treat Teenex Torting. Does that help at all? That sh- listen listen to this. Shark and Treat Teenex Torting. Oh, um I got it. Talkie Cicada Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. no, I don't got it. And you're talking eager. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh. Hemlock Cicada, you want to take a stab at this? And uh, yeah. it's Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. This is also a really long pinball title, but it seems a lot less long because there was big awesome words that came out of it. Oh, whoops. Uh, Talkie. Eager Talkie, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. Pirates of the Caribbean. We didn't even say what it is. Beat Ash Prefabrication. Yeah, Beat Ash Prefabrication. Pirates of the Caribbean. So I think you've got it. Yeah, I think you you tied it up. We should do the last one. Yeah, we have one last one. I've got three for the last one. Oh, wow. Okay. So the first one for this is... Free thinkers, any, any smells. <laughs> Free thinkers, any, any smells. So there's your first one. I'll leave it up on the screen for five seconds, then I'll move to the next one. Entry man yell freakishness. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Fiery man sneer thanklessly. Fiery man sneer thanklessly. Five seconds. Um, I'm gonna. No. And that I'm was. Revenge from Mars is all I could think of, but I uh, can't. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, thanks for playing. Uh, what did I call it? Uh, rag pin rag nasal balm. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we probably won't play this game again. That was so hard. Well, I had fun making it. I, I had fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the names were awesome. But... Maybe we'll have to come up with a another another more approachable way to play that yeah. game. Well, I think um, if it had visual hints. Like I don't know what, but like something from the game or something. I mean, not like yeah. from the game, but something related to the game that was an image or mm-hmm. whatever. I for don't sure, know. for sure. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, do you, either of you have anything more? Uh, congratulations to everyone that won at Northwest Pinball Champion or oh, yeah. at Northwest Pinball Arcade Show. That was great. We're going to talk more about that with our episode with Brad and Gordon. But yeah, congratulations to Alexo for her new Ali. Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. You can't really anagram that. It's not very... Ale. 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 That's yeah. it. Leah? I don't know. Any plugs, Michael? I don't think so. All right. Okay. Great. Write yeah. into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com. Support us on Patreon. Skillshot. Uh, follow us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever. Um, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, etc. Mm-hmm. Rate and review, please. All right. Thanks, That's guys. Bye. Hey. Bye.